Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today's guest is Amanda Blank. At age 26, Amanda had a near-death experience due to prolonged use of alcohol, drugs, and unresolved trauma. This event changed her life forever as she experienced so strongly who she really was beyond the torment of her mind and body. Amanda, thank you so much for giving me some of your time today. I really appreciate you being my guest. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, let's get right to it. Um, Can we start on the day of your NDE when you were 26? And um, can you just please share with us what happened? Uh, Yes. So, um, yeah, it was um, I woke up. Uh, after having had a blackout or another time when I had um, uh, started drinking and then drank to the point where I didn't know what had happened. So I woke up in my friend's house uh, with uh, new clothing, uh, like clothing that I didn't know where it came from. And anyways, it was just one time after many of having had these episodes where I drank so much that I had blackouts. Mm. And this had been going on for many years actually. And yeah. So I woke up, uh, there on the floor at my friend's house and, um, yeah, I just felt, um, I felt pretty confused and lost and, um, but also something was really different about this day because I, um, also felt like a deep sense of peacefulness, which was kind of interesting and things felt a lot more quiet um, like mentally than usual. Um, so I, um, and I could hear like my friends in the other room talking and I, and a part of me felt like I should go talk to them, but I also just felt like, no, I, I just want to leave. I just want to walk home. And so I, uh, yeah, I, I left and I was walking home and, um, on my (laughs) walk home, it was, um, yeah, I, I hadn't really ever felt that. Like I felt this peace and like a sense that like something deep in me was kind of like I could feel and know that we're, we're leaving, like we're, we're done, like we're going to, like that I was going to transition. And with that deeper knowing like came yeah, a, a, a sense of peace, honestly, <laughs> Because I feel like I had I had really gotten to a point where my body felt so incredibly toxic. And so that I like the the energy, like spirit, soul like did not want to be in this environment anymore in the body. Um so I was walking home and it was like maybe a 45 minute walk or 50 minute walk. And I remember uh feeling like I could just collapse like I I felt like it was so like I felt death near and surprising this is how I describe it like I really felt like death was really near and um surprisingly it was it felt incredibly like a lot of relief and peace um and I remember feeling like I could just like collapse right then and there on the street but um 
I was uh, very determined to get back to my house because I could see that there was like people over there, like a group of, of men. And, and I just had this thing of like, I don't want to fall down and collapse right here because then a bunch of people are going to come and like around my body and maybe touch me. And I just wanted to like make it home. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I, I uh, finally made it home and I walked up the three uh, stairs. Like I lived on the third floor, so pretty high up. And um, I made it upstairs and closed my door and I was home alone. I lived with like maybe three of my brothers, but they were all gone. And yeah, I just closed the door and took a breath. And then I just collapsed and fell really hard onto the wood floor. And um, yeah, I felt like it was kind of like I had wanted this to happen in a way I had, you know, because of um, the trauma, (laughs) the undersolved trauma and stuff, I was feeling very tormented and like uh, to be in this world. Uh, so in a way I felt like this was a moment of such relief and like, finally I can be gone from this, from this body. Uh, so yeah, I collapsed. And in that moment I could feel, um, the heaviness of the physical body, like really, really heavy, so heavy. Um, and at the same time I could feel the lightness of, well, this energy, like the energy, like Uh, like I felt the difference, like I felt physical body and then I felt energy coming out of it. And the more the energy was coming out, the more I could notice how heavy, how incredibly heavy this is like the body. And, um, in that moment, I, um, experienced, um, there was like, yeah, while that was happening, I was like, it was kind of like, I was, a, it was light. It was a kind of golden yellowish light the energy, like my energy body. And then everything around me was also that, like, like this warm, it was also warm, like a warm light. And, um, it felt really, really incredible (laughs) and beautiful. Um, it was like very, it felt, um, like what I could describe as bliss and just, I could just feel like it felt so good to go with that, like to, to move with that and to go fully into that. Um, And it also in that moment, what I experienced was for the first time ever in my life, I experienced uh, this feeling of unconditional love. I um, like with everything that I had been through with all the things like in the human life, like what I had done, what I had lived, all of that was there. Like I, it was like, but, but it was, but it was all just loved. Like from all I could feel was, was love, acceptance, non-judgment, and just so much of that. And like, I had never before felt that. And that was actually one of the reasons that I was so tormented was because I was judging and hating you know, self-hatred for all the things that I had lived through and they were like creating such hell in the mind. So this time it was kind of like all that was still there, but at the same time, there was this strong presence of unconditional love and it was like, yeah, this light. And, um, and I was like laying and I was in that space for a little while. Um, 
And then I started noticing and becoming aware of like, or I, I had this experience where I saw that that was all there for me, available to me. And then I also recognized that that actually is me. Like there was this strong sense. It wasn't just there for me, available for me. That's actually who I am. Like that's, this is my true source. This is my, my, my true, most authentic self. And um, yeah, in that moment, I, um, there was like this awareness of what was happening and like some, like of what was going on and like, oh, like there's, I, I, it felt like I had a choice in that moment um, to come back into the body. Like I was given a, a last choice in that moment. And because of this new seeing and feeling of the truth of who I am and, you know, I felt like it felt, I don't know, I just felt this like almost excitement or something to, to rush back, to come back into the body. Um, so yeah, I was given that choice. It felt like, cause I, there was like this awareness of what was happening, almost like a witnessing. and. Um, yeah, in that moment, I felt so strongly how like this energy that was quite high up now, it was almost like it was fully like not even in the body anymore, honestly, um, rushed back into the body. Like I, it, I felt it so strongly. And in that moment, of course, my physical body just started, I started breathing really fast and, and like, <laughs> Um, for a long time, breathing really fast, like <sighs> as if I'd been like underwater for a long time <laughs> and lost my breath. Like I felt life. I felt all of that um, energy brush back into my body. And um, yeah, in that moment, <laughs> and I lay there for quite a while, just just breathing. And finally, my breath started slowing down and coming to more normal. And, um, yeah, I just felt like my whole life is different. My whole life has changed. Um, it was, it was completely like I was a new person, honestly, um, completely. And so what I did is after some time of laying there and just like, it was really still and quiet and beautiful. It's funny because sometimes I think about it and I'm like, you would think that from outside, you think, wow, this must be like the worst moment of this woman's life. It looks, it's so, it seems so dark, but all, actually it was the most beautiful experience of my life. And yeah, like death just has been the most incredible thing for me. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I, um, after some time I, find, I managed to get up and to get my phone. I called my mom. I told her, can you come pick me up? And I had not wanted to talk to my mom at all during all this time because when you're when I was doing drugs and drinking alcohol, I didn't want I was pushing away everything good in my life and like trying to stay away from people I love the most because there was just yeah. But that's yeah, like such a sign of like a showing of how much that really shifted for me. And I I left where I lived, I left where I yeah. I left my whole yeah, anyways, that's the day. I'll just mm -hmm. share that. Yeah, I called my mom. And I even asked her, could you take me to an AA meeting? <laughs> because I had had this other angel girl who kept on saying, don't you want to come to the AA meeting? And I was like, no, I don't want to go. That's not for me. And I called her and I said, mom, can you take me? And then my mom and mom and mom said like, well, actually, I think it's already over. Uh, so I'll just come pick you up. 
Uh, and that's what happened that same night. She came, picked me up and yeah, we went to Whole Foods, got some things. And then I saw my brother and, and it was beautiful because my mom, um, didn't really ask any questions or was like, Oh my God, what's happening. She was kind of just like accepting me to come and like trusting that some, like, I think everyone could, my brother and my mom could both sense something was very different and they were just, um, being very supportive. Um, so yeah, then I went to sleep at my mom's house and yeah, that was that day. (laughs) Since that experience, how have you changed? I mean, did you immediately change and just stop that previous lifestyle and become a new person or did it take time to become, you know, stop drinking and doing drugs and stuff? I never drank again since that day. And, um, yeah, I didn't. I, I mean, if I did any sort of substance, it was like psychedelics, like maybe mushrooms or something, but, um, yeah, I changed in a way where I, um, no more alcohol at all. And, um, instead I felt very called to, um, eating just fresh raw foods, uh, fruits. And I also, uh, knew that I needed to quit my job and leave where I was like leave Berkeley, California and, uh, go to Sweden, uh, to live with my dad who was living kind of in the forest at the time, like in a nice house, but in the woods in nature. And I just knew that, um, like I, sure I was very depressed and I was very, um, like I knew I could feel that my body needed a lot of detoxing and time to heal because of all it had lived through and all the substance and stuff. But yeah, it was kind of like I had, um, this new faith and trust. And like, I felt like I had so strongly seen the light, like, or felt the light. And like, now I knew every action and every step I needed to take to get closer to living like in that light and feeling that light. So it was kind of like, I knew that fresh fruits and leaving my environment, going into nature was coming closer to that, to that feeling more of my, myself, like that light that I had felt, which I feel is truly who we all are. Um, yeah. So it, it changed really a lot because before that experience, I had always said, man, I, I don't want to do this. I can't be doing this. It's killing me. Like I, and I was feeling really challenged. Like I, you know, I had this part of me that loved to do yoga, loved to meditate. I wanted to be with my family. But then over and over again, I kept on just finding myself walking to the liquor store and buying alcohol and pouring it down my throat. Like something was just so strong in me, moving me to do all that. But um, yeah, all that torment, the, the, the voice in the head that was commenting, making a lot of very horrible stories about me and worthlessness and all these things was like gone that that was really gone so that's a big change is the memory of this experience is it fading or is it just like it still happened yesterday Um, i feel like the feeling of the moment of of that feeling is not fading but Perhaps in some ways, yeah, a little bit like the memory, but I also feel like 
the truth and like the beauty and the bliss and that unconditional love that I felt so strongly, I feel is not fading. I feel that so strongly. Um, a lot. <laughs> and in fact, it's kind of a tool for me now. It's like, if I'm feeling like noticing my body, a feeling, just feeling overwhelmed or fears or, um, unsafety, like now at this time we're feeling stress. I sometimes just take time to lay down and tune into that and feel that all around me. And it really, uh, brings me, it supports me a lot to be able to feel that so strongly. Do you fear death anymore? Not so much, honestly. Um, I mean, yeah, not really. I feel like it's like a transition. It's like, it's not even really like, I mean, I feel like death and what it sometimes seems like what some folks and society maybe has made it be is actually a little bit, um, it's actually a very beautiful experience. It's kind of like taking off an outfit, like, and being more of our, in our truest, most infinite, authentic self. Um, cause like, I know now I know that I live even if like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, this is like a impermanent part of me. Um, and I am something I am, I'm, I'm infinite energy and light and, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. so it's actually quite a beautiful experience, but of course for the ego, I still have ego and like, you know, this thing that's like, Oh, I just want to hold on to this identity and this body. And like, mm -hmm. you know, there's still that a little mm -hmm. bit, but at the same time, there's such a strong presence of this other, um, bigger self. So it's kind of like, it can soothe and just, okay, relax, just let it go. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like all the things that tormented you, that caused you to drink and do drugs in the first place has been resolved? <sighs> hmm. If they've been resolved, sort of, a lot, yes, a lot, hmm. yes. I still have... Um, like I'm still doing healing. I'm still, there's still things from the past that I'm still kind of like, yeah, just more forgiveness and more. I think the more I see and recognize uh, the truth of me, like, you know, truly, I start to see, like, it just all starts to get true forgiveness. You know, I feel it's like really remembering who I really am mm -hmm. because then I see nothing ever like, yeah, but I'm still kind of in that place of like, yeah, there's still little parts that feel that I, that I, that feel pain or, um, like even, um, unworthiness. But the difference now is, is that I feel like there's this feeling of like when those things come up, like parts of me that still feel a lot of pain or fear or unworthiness, for example, or being unloved, like, I feel like this such an ability to like hold us to be a loving space for that to just kind of be felt and also recognize that that's just a part here. It's not all of me. And I actually have gotten to a place where I feel like that actually also gets to exist and be here. And it like nothing needs to go away. 
it's simply just, I feel me opening up more and, um, to seeing more of this and feeling more of this unconditional love that I feel is all everything because then everything gets to exist. Nothing needs to go away. And I, and I can just love it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm assuming you shared your experience with different people. Is there any part of your experience that you've never shared with anybody that you're willing to share here? Of the near-death experience? Hmm. Well, I think, I think I've shared quite a lot of it to a few people, but, well, just the... I think just how incredibly beautiful and um, touching it, it, it is, it was um, to have that experience and how much I, like I was also crying a lot when, um, because it was just, and like, yeah, it, it, it was just such a strong, uh, yeah, I felt like very, um, bliss blissful but also like the most love i've ever experienced and just um yeah i think i've shared most of it honestly okay that's okay do you feel like you're still processing this experience (sighs) in a way i think i am yeah i feel like i am um i feel the way that i'm still processing it is that i'm still like like a big part of my life right now is like feeling the truth of who I am like I really feel like processing it for me means like actually embodying that more being more of my true authentic self in every moment and like seeing also that uh in everyone else because I really do feel like it is everyone else too do you have any after effects from this experience that you have to manage? Mm. I mean, I definitely have a lot of after effects of just the whole, all those years that I experienced and did what I did. Um, Like, but from the near-death experience, sometimes I feel a little bit, um, like, different or um, just... I don't know, alone or lonely, even though I know I'm not, but I sometimes feel a little bit like an odd one out. Hmm. And yeah, but that's probably about it. Okay. I think that's a kind of a common thing as a person will feel lonely. Um, Do you ever feel homesick for that place? Yes. Yeah. However, um, I've just started realizing now that I'm never not there. Like, like, I feel like life right now is all about me feeling that feeling and remembering that in every moment and like that I'm home. And like, so basically it's kind of like then, you know, when the moment of uh, death comes again in my life in this lifetime um, there can there need not be so much um, 
fear or panic because it's kind of just like, oh yeah, it's this place. Like, yeah, I definitely have times when I feel homesick and when I just wish that uh, I did not have to, well, yeah, be in a body. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Um, um, when you were in your experience, you felt like you had a choice to come back. Was that just a knowingness or was another being telepathically communicating that to you? Well, I felt like this is what happened. It was kind of like I uh like um like seeing something from up from above, like seeing it from like what was happening, like as if I was some sort of witness watching this seeing this physical body there and this and then being like this is like that body's going to like die. Like, I don't know. It was like an awareness or a witnessing from, a, from up above. Um, I'm not sure how to describe that, like what it, what it was, but it felt kind of like, huh, it was like very kind of a, a little bit, um, I wanted to say exciting, like an excited uh, witnessing, like, look what's happening and I have the choice to come back. You have the choice to come go back mm -hmm. with this knowing. And then it was kind of like this joyful choice to be like, yes. And with this truth, with this realization, like with being more of like bringing this into the body now, bringing this truth into this body, like felt very exciting. It was almost like, um, I don't know. I could describe it as maybe, just someone exciting that gets to like peek in on this moment and like share what's going on and like, Hey, wait, go back, go back in there. Like, yeah. It's almost kind of <laughs> like, it's almost kind of like you just rebooted, you know, like you, you had this sudden realization of who you were and you realized what you really are and like, Oh, well, I forgot who I am. And well, now that I really remember, I'm ready to go back. Yeah, because that's the only way I wanted to continue living. Otherwise, I don't think I'd, I mean, that's the only way I want to like live and be here. Like it feels way too painful to be here and not know uh, and feel like the deeper truth of, of this, of all of this. Because otherwise I feel like, yeah, there could be one thought that's like hateful or judgmental and it's like, it's like now, and if we identify or believe that to be something that's true or who we are, like that's going to be so much suffering. But if, yeah, it's nice to feel more of what's actually real here. You don't have to answer this. I'm just curious. Um, what was going on in your life that you were suffering so much? Yeah, so um, I, um, I had an experience when I was like uh, 13, I think where uh, the main person in my life that I felt I received so much love from, basically my dad. <laughs> um, and he knows this already. Um, he was struggling with uh, drugs. And so many times I wanted to interact with him, be with him. And uh, one too many times I walked in and he was, um, he, he had taken a lot of, drugs and like falling asleep. And anyways, in that moment, I just really felt like something really shifted for me. I started feeling like love does not exist in this world anymore. 
and I must have done something really wrong and I'm just not lovable. And I, you know, like as a, I just, my dad is the most beautiful man in the world and I love him so much. And he, his love feels so good to receive. And, um, yeah, it, uh, in that moment though, I, as a young girl, I didn't see the perspective, what was actually true. I didn't understand like my dad's actually just struggling. He's in a place, you know, he needs love more than anyone right now. But anyways, I left that house feeling like there is no more love in this world and I'm not worthy of loving, being loved. So then I started, um, then for the first time with my girlfriend, we tried vodka and I remember feeling how, wow, that takes away all my pain, like all this stuff or all this emotional stuff that I was feeling. Cause I actually started feeling so much emotional distress and pain after that, that I, um, Cause I also didn't feel like I could really talk to any other adults. I felt very just like pushed out and just kind of alone. And so I had started like self harming and, um, but I noticed that when I drank the alcohol, it took, it made it so that it was just like nothing I didn't feel. And so then of course, drinking a lot led me to have even other more crazy experiences with, with men and then things that happened to my body. And it just went on and on like that for a long time. So that's what started the tormenting a lot. Right. So it's amazing that you had this experience because when you later reconnected with your father, there was like some healing that happened between you two as well, I'm guessing. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's my relationship with my dad is, is beautiful and amazing. And he's, of course, been sober for a very long time, too. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. And it, the, the, the most healing thing was being able to actually share this and how I felt and how much it had affected me. Um, I actually did that just like a year and a half ago. I fully was able to share with him because maybe before in my life, I felt like I didn't want to share all these things because I didn't want to put that on someone or make some, or make him feel like he did something wrong because he didn't do anything wrong. But um, it was really healing for me to be able to, to express to him and, uh, actually, I also had a lot of emotions and tears and just releasing in that be- because I felt like I had kept it in for so long. How those life experiences actually affected me. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. In your profile, it says you are a nun. So, <laughs> so was this a religious experience or can you elaborate on that? Well, what I mean is, is that, um, well, after... <laughs> this near-death experience and all that I um I guess it's kind of like a joke but it's also not um so I basically uh started doing a lot of this 10-day silent meditation uh retreats uh Esengoenka and uh like sitting and serving and um living I lived for six years at the Hawaii Vipassana Center um and it yeah and so basically I I feel Hmm. how to describe why I wrote none (laughs) I feel like I'm like a nun and I also feel like I'm a wild uh, wolf like both Um, meditation and like living a life like a nun is a path that I really enjoy and a lot of the times in my life I uh, have just felt this like kind of like this, I've seen this vision of me just like, yeah, leaving the world and 
or just being in nature by myself meditating or being at a monastery place serving, supporting others to meditate, to find uh, peace within themselves. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah. Maybe there's a part of you that you like helping people and serving people. Yeah, I love that the most. I mean, that's what I was doing for those six years at the Hawaii Vipassana Center. Uh, and yeah, it's it's a big part of my life. And I look forward to when I can start doing that again. That's, yeah. That's great. Um, you mentioned that you have done some psychedelics. And this is, is this um, post- your experience, and if so, have you ever done DMT? When you, did you say post? You mean po- after, after the yeah, near death? Uh, yes, yeah. Yeah, have you yeah I've done, I've done five uh, meo um, DMT um, a few times, like four times or five times. Um, all right. So, two questions: Why are you doing that stuff? And two: Was that experience anything like your NDE? The reason why I was doing it was simply because it came strongly into my life. Like I never look for these things. I'm never seeking it out ever because I feel like life is already like the purest form of psychedelic, you know? Um, But yeah, it just, it just came into my life in different ways. And I'm the type that usually if things come so strongly like that, I just, my ego doesn't really want to say yes. I'm like, no, please. I have everything in control here. Can we just not do that? But I just say yes. Because I, some part of me is terrified and says, no, please. But then I'm just like, okay, let's do it anyway. Hmm. Um, and um, yeah, it's similar for sure. It's similar. But to be honest with you, I feel like the actual near-death experience that I had uh, felt... It's funny because it felt a lot less intense, in a way. Well, it felt just as intense, but in a much more loving, pure way. Like very, yeah, really intense, but in a very much more like most purest, most beautiful kind of love where also it felt like my, the nervous system, like afterwards, it felt like it was the type of experience that could really change the life. Like for me with 5-MEO, sometimes I felt like it was so overwhelming and really intense, really quick. And so sometimes coming back, it's like, uh, my nervous system feels like that was so much. Like, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I, th- I think that I haven't had an NDE or nor have done DMT, but from talking to people about it and reading about it, I think that the NDE is spiritually transformative. Yes. Where the DMT usually is not. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I definitely know people who it, it supports them a lot in their life. Right. Uh, for, for myself, I feel, um, yeah, personally that breath work, uh, right. fasting right. or being in nature or singing, chanting or, you know, um, or just really being here. Right. Is is the most purest? Um, it, like that's really what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I understand. I was going to yeah. say maybe it was the wolf part of you that wanted to try it. Yeah, maybe so. Well, honestly, I didn't even. I never once even thought about it, but then it just literally like came to me. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like the moment in life that you're like 
you realize you're going to have to jump off a cliff to get to, to the further over there. Uh-huh. Like, oh, oh, wow. I just, I, I guess I have to jump here. I right. didn't. And so I just do it, even though it's terrifying. Right. That's interesting yeah. that you say it's terrifying. Well, for a part of me, it's terrifying mm-hmm. for, for, a, for a thing, for, for, for like this ego thing or this voice in the head, like this part of me that feels like I want to have this, some level of control as if there is such a thing of like, okay, I have this in place here. I have that there. I know, I think I know who I am. I have a self image. Okay. I like that. Let's keep it like that. And then usually in moments like that, when it gets too much like that, too comfortable is when it's come into my life and been like, all right, let me show you. Let me remind. Anyway. Mm. No, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a humbling experience. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people will see colors they've never seen before. People will see these things called the machine elves. I had one guest that he saw the elves during his NDE. And then he wow. never he never heard about DMT before, and then somehow he stumbled on the DMT book, and they described the elves exactly what he saw during his DM. I mean, during his NDE. So he got wow. really interested in that, and and I I think he went down to Costa Rica or something, but he did ayahuasca, and I don't think he saw the elves again. I, when I remember, <laughs> have you done yeah. ayahuasca? Yeah, and I really appreciate that medicine, actually. Mm. I really do. Mm. It feels, I actually enjoy, I mean, of course, ayahuasca is kind of like, I feel like it's like going to hell mm. and being at peace and presence in hell. That's what I learned from my last ayahuasca experience, which was three days. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate ayahuasca um, a lot more than I do um 5-MEO, like I would, I'm more interested in that. Yeah. Interesting, because it seems like it's a lot of suffering with that. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of vomiting going on and uh, not feeling well. It's the, like I I said, I did it like maybe two, three months ago. Um, Another one of those things where I was just, life was just moving along and then it just, yeah. And I said, yes. And yeah, it was, and this particular one too, I think was, he like made it in a way where he said, I'm, I didn't make this in a way for you guys to have beautiful visuals or to experience bliss. Like the shaman, he actually said that this is like the way he brooded and stuff was like, I'm going to take you like to the, your dark, to the darkest stuff. And, um, a way, like I see the benefit in it. It was kind of like, I mean, I didn't think I was going to survive. I thought I, I'm, I'm going to die. Of course, I'm literally going to die. But I guess I was, I was just accepting that. But um, I see the benefit because what happened was, is, is that the only suffering, the only thing that made it horrible was when I was resisting being with what is even. So basically, it's like the experience of hell or the worst uh, thing possible you could ever imagine times twelve, like being in that and then not wanting to be there like uh and not fully just being like okay like that's what's really the most painful actually the resisting and the unwillingness to take a deep breath and like show up for that that is actually what i learned is the most painful part the unwillingness to open and be with this too and breathe and stay open to this too that was what i learned was like the most painful 
because that was the only way I could survive what I, that experience was through, first of all, I had to like call in the divine masculine a lot that, that, that strong, present, stable, centered kind of energy, because I noticed, yeah, it was just so much, Mm. but through breath, through breathing deeply and by calling in, like I literally had to call in this really powerful energy that was like a pillar in anything, like no matter what comes. Okay, we're breathing and we're being here. So it was a really good experience, but it was it was really challenging too. Do you think that you were able to handle it better because you've already had the NDE? So if you were at a point where you feel like you're going to die, you're like, well, it's okay. I've already done this once before. I mean, maybe so. Yeah. Um, perhaps. Uh, I mean, a lot of people show up and do it. So I think it's just a, a deep, uh, some a trust, I guess, in the medicine and in the people who are serving it and the shamans. And um, But yeah, I feel like yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm, it's not as scary. Like if, if it's sometimes, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Sometimes I even think like, oh yeah, like if I die, that that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that will be totally fine. Like sometimes I seem a little bit too, maybe um, okay with death. Uh, I have to sometimes be a little bit more like understanding of that. It's also seen as, you know, not everybody perceives it in the same way as I do mm. or sees it as that. And I, I have to be sensitive to that too. Mm. All right. Well, it sounds like with the ayahuasca experience, the most important thing is you've just got to let go and write it out, not resist it, right? Yeah. And be open to whatever the mother wants to show you. Mm. Like she's going to, there's going to be things that probably like the thing that the least, the thing that we least want to see about ourselves, the thing that, most like our whole life we've done do everything we can to never see or have to experience like she'll most likely bring that up and then it's important for us to yeah like stay open and allow ourselves to be in that and feel that and that's the only way (laughs) otherwise it's going to be even harder right just like with challenging things in life like a challenging, difficult conversation with someone or it's like, I think it's much easier if we just say, okay, this is going to happen no matter what. So I might as well show up like and breathe deeply and like, just let what's happening happen. And, you know, try not to hold on or take everything personally or like some, you know, just be open. Do you mind sharing what you were shown about yourself that you didn't want to take a look at and how it changed you? Yeah, one thing was um, I was uh, there's this part of me that uh, sometimes wants to be well. One thing that came up strong was was that I'm thinking that somebody else will save me, or like that if something if if it gets really really hard, really really um, that I'm like waiting for someone else who's strong. Like, particularly in the journey, it was like around like men, men come and save me. Um, and yeah, that's really uncomfortable. Like, um, I was like in, in 
in the in a in a really tormenting place, really disturbing place. And I remember in that moment I was thinking somebody needs to come save me or take care of me or like or help me get out of this. I need something outside of me to get me out of this suffering. As if something outside in the world can help me. But actually and that 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 was that's kind of uncomfortable and and not nice to see that I like sometimes have thought that something outside can can help me or save me because actually the only thing that could save me in that moment was me shifting and just really understanding how incredibly powerful I am and that I'm not helpless and that I actually have I think I was a little bit scared of my power, how much power I, I I have and accepting how much power I have and that I'm really capable. And so, I mean, I, that's what I was shown. I had, to, I had to bring that in because I wasn't about to have a big flip out and like actually start yelling and like getting the men who was in the group to help me. And yeah, so it was uncomfortable to see that part of myself. I think that kind of wants to be like, oh, help me, take care of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in the movies, you see like the women, they have to be saved by this knight or this king or this warrior. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but, I, I, but I have that. I have that in me. I have that warrior inside me. Like I am capable of having that energy come into me and I can rise up as that. That was really powerful to understand that and see that and have to call that in. It took quite a bit acceptance of like, fine, I don't play that role. That's not my role. I'm also, I can also be this. So, yeah. That's an amazing realization. Yeah. (laughs) That there's other parts of you that you didn't realize that you, that existed or that you had within you. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to shift gears with you here. You have a YouTube channel. What is the name of your YouTube channel? The YouTube channel is called, it's Amanda B is green. Okay. Amanda B I S green. Yeah. That's how you'll actually find it by searching Amanda B is green. Um, It actually says Amanda blank, but if you search Amanda blank, you're just going to find like a, a rap artist musician or something. Right. And what kind of content do you post on your channel? Um, lately, it's been a lot of shaking, like this exercise, which is shaking. Um, it's like an embodiment practice to also help. It's also something that's really helped me with, with trauma, actually, moving through trauma and mm-hmm. things like that and detoxing and cleansing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also share, I share like life reflections. Um, it's kind of like a little bit, I've sometimes used it as a diary um, a way for me to kind of just share whatever's alive in me. I also have shared about um, my journey with addiction, alcoholism, things like that. Yeah. Hmm, that's cool. It's a little bit, of, it's a mixture of things. Yeah. Uh, you are also a vegan chef. So have you ever considered putting vegan cooking recipes on your channel? I actually have a few of those videos too. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I think I want to do more of that actually. Cause I, I love doing that, but I'm not, I don't use recipes ever. I always free flow and, you know, just go with my intuition. So it's kind of, it's a little bit of a process to actually write the recipes, but uh, I want to do that more hmm. too. That's great. Um, yeah. all right. Do you interact on social media? 
So if someone sees this podcast and says, Hey, you know, Hey, Amanda, I want to share with you my story or ask you questions about your experience. Do you do that? And if so, like, are you on Facebook or Instagram or, or whatever? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Uh, and you, anyone can message me there. Um, my Instagram name is Amanda B dot love. Okay. Yeah. And do you have a website? Yes. And that's also Amanda B dot love. <laughs> it's exactly that like www.amandab.love. Okay, great. Do you have yeah. any, do you have any projects that you're working on right now that you want us to know about? Well, I'm currently working on um, a course, honestly, and it's called Celebrate You. And it's going to be a course, like a four-week course. It's a lot about embodiment, using breath, and just connecting to the us, the you that's like beyond just your name, your form, but like you, um, uh, this powerful you. Uh, so it's just in the starting thing so Mm -hmm. but yeah that's that's to come soon you'll see about it on my instagram that's great all right before we wrap it up is there one last message that you can share the audience with Uh, just that um if you're feeling fears or overwhelm in your life or doubt or anything like this or challenging emotions and just going through turmoil or anything like that or conflict within yourself to just remember to stop and pause and breathe and like yeah take a take deep breaths and slow down and just look around and remember that no matter how much like a voice in the head says who who you are or talks about you in negative ways like the truth of you is is um very beautiful and always loved and yeah you are love is really what I want to say. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Thank you for that. Amanda, I'm happy for you that you had this experience. I mean, I think it's made a, an amazing change in your life. And it seems like, you know, things are just getting better and better for you. Yeah. That's what I was shown that now it's just nothing but light because I already feel like I went to the dead end in hell. So it's like, can't go nowhere else but towards more and more and more light. That's where we're all heading. Mm-hmm even when it seems really dark. Yes. All right, Amanda, thank you so much for sharing with us and being open with your life. I really appreciate it, and I really appreciate you. I wish you massive success on your YouTube channel and your course and anything else that you're into. Mm, Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for your channel. Thank you. All right, have a great evening. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You too. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.